Welcome back to the Marvel Movie Minute, a daily podcast which we smash apart the films of the Marvel Cinematic Universe into one-minute chunks so we can analyze them in scrupulous detail. I'm Kyle Olson from the Road to Infinity podcast. Hey, and I'm Rob Cabosco and Kyle... Yes, sir. Trucks. <laughs> Did you have you owned a truck? Yeah, actually my first, the very first new car that I ever purchased, which I still own today, is a Chevrolet S10. Wow. Did you buy it new? Yes, I bought it new. It was the first new... First new car I ever owned. Still have it. It's my daughter's now. It's amazing. Here's the thing I love about trucks. Whatever. If you're a full-size person or compact truck size, whatever. You know what the best time to own a truck is? When? When it's been used and beat up and trashed. (laughs) Why? Because it doesn't matter. Doesn't. I don't care what happens to it. If somebody asks me, Rob, I want to borrow your truck because I want to haul like boulders and some manure, I would say, here you go. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> just take the truck do whatever you want to do with it i love it why am i talking about trucks there's a really nice truck well in yeah. my opinion a really nice truck nice. in this minute yeah here because here we are at uh minute 71 71 of a film known as the incredible hulk which is directed by your friend and mine louis leterrier indeed we uh, we start out uh we where we left off before which is you still see uh Samuel Stern's bio is still on the screen, so we see a couple things of that. We talked all about that in minute 70, so you can go back and listen to that. So it very quickly is gone, though, within a couple frames. And then we see the truck. What did they spend their money on? That's right. You want to know what they spent their money on? Well, the, a bunch of their money went to this. This is the transaction we saw happening uh, while uh, Bruce was uh, using the guy's uh, AOL account or whatever it was, stealing some of his internets. Uh, yes. Yeah, he, so... They have, they have purchased a 1977 Ford F-100 Custom. Nice. That's right. And Rob, did you know that in 1977, the Ford F-Series became the best-selling truck in the United States? And it has held that position ever since? Well, that's even more amazing when you consider that the F-Series of trucks has been in production since 1948. Man. <laughs> they, when they build them, they build them Ford tough. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Wow. Wow. <laughs> this segment should have been brought to you by Ford because Ford. we just did a free ad for them, but yeah, absolutely. No, no, idea no the F series like I mean, exists. okay, that's that is the de facto, you know, I know there's Ram people and there's Dodge yeah, yeah. people and don't, we, we don't want to take sides in this war. No, like, we'll of take sides not. in Marvel versus DC. Yeah. But we're not going to take part in the and, truck. And even though because, I talked about yeah. my my S10, I it's it's a truck. I mean, they're all all trucks are all great. <laughs> I'm it's fine. Yeah. But no, but that's really cool though. I mean, really these have been around forever. And I think like the F series is now like on its thirteenth generation. Yeah. So that's a that's a venerable vehicle in the history of Americana. That's right. Nice. Uh, so we we see that uh, right behind it on the sign we see that uh, gas is apparently two ninety two a gallon. Uh, it was funny because they were talking about this in the commentary. They're like, "That's how oh you can see that this is clearly made in Canada because gas is two ninety two a gallon because it'll never get that high in America." Oh. No. <laughs> it was like. Oh man, I think I paid that much like a week ago. <laughs> well, it, you know, it is fluctuating, yeah, like, but yeah, yeah, no, no, no that's uh, right. interesting. Yeah, because it was you know Canadian dollar. It's a whole different thing. Yeah. So uh, as as Bruce is looking over his brand new uh, Ford F one hundred truck, Betty comes up with a camera, and so she pulls out the Panasonic Luminex DMC FX nine. Oh, it's the. F- Are you familiar with the the Luminex? Okay, D- now DMC now FX9? you did a really good job because I thought it was somewhere between Thank the you. DMC FX one hundred and the FX thirty three. Oh yeah, I looked through oh, them all. Wow. I looked through all the models until I found it. <laughs> okay, because because <laughs> it came in multiple different colors, and depending on which country you well, came in, it had different. And colors. they moved the logo. The Lumix, the word mark, That's was right. in the middle. This one is in the upper uh, left of the front face of the camera. Wow. That's right. 
Yeah. Well done. Right, and and you know what? You can still get them for about 50 bucks. Really? Yeah, if you go on Amazon right now, you, people are still selling them. So it is a 6 megapixel, 3 times optical zoom with mega OIS. What is mega OIS? That's optical image stabilization. Oh, jeez. It has a crystal clear 2.5 large LCD monitor, a high-performance, low-energy consumption imaging processing LSI called the Venus Engine Plus. Okay. So here's my trivia for you, Rob, because I know that you're a, a photographer uh, of sorts. How big was the memory card it came with? Oh. I would say it came packaged in. So this was a, a, a big thing, especially for Panasonic. They gave you the memory card. How big is that memory card? Okay, I'm going to go low. I'm going to say six. Well, so I say this, do, you want, do you want to do any more information? Like, this camera did not come out in 2007. It came out in 2005. Oh, that's – oh, wow then. Okay, so this is a, a few years old model. Yep. Oh, Eight or sixteen meg. You are correct. It is a sixteen meg card. Sixteen meg. Yes. That's megabytes. That's right. I've owned a lot of digital cameras uh-huh. in my time. Let me tell I'm you. I'm sure you still have a, these memory cards are still floating around somewhere. I well, there's a few, but I mean, okay, that's ridiculous. Right? Wow. Oh, okay. So wait. So okay. So we've, we've beaten the camera to death. Uh-huh. Now. <laughs> Why this is, is why is people it, listen to this show. They want well, to know the okay. minutia. Okay, but now here's here's the other thing. So one that's kind of cool that it is is it a camera that someone this character would would own probably? Absolutely. Yeah. Sure. I was trying to find what the retail price was at the time, but uh, nobody seems to know that information. Yeah. I found lots of reviews on it, though. Oh, yeah. this Because by the time that the 2005 rolled around, the, the internet was well and truly devoted to a lot of discussing and these kind of things. So there's all the reviews are still up. You go to CNET, their review is still up there. The Amazon review is still there. Oh, yeah. No, yeah. And, and actually, I remember there were a couple of client projects I can remember around this time that the Lumix cameras were really, they were known really well for, for uh, image quality. So, yeah. you know, it's still as this was, this was still a growing Yeah, this, and I say this is when the, the, the sort of the screen on the back was sort of a, a new novel concept. Well, especially that big too. No, no, that's, no, that's awesome. So, okay. So, but, okay. So, th- I mean, that all checks out. Mm-hmm. Isn't this just an odd? Like you guys are on the run. You gotta I know, get going. Right? Like let's like, but let's stop for a selfie. Like, like, yeah, right? That's what it's, it's like, like. Why are we documenting this? Like, Betty, what are you doing? I know. It's like, like uh, she. I guess he did let her take the camera from the list of banned objects. So. Because there was uh, okay. no there was no connectivity on this, right? Like, yeah. But he just kind of and he kind of gives her like the smile, like, yeah, this is normal. Okay. Let's go. Yeah. <laughs> just us in the yeah. Uh, it's interesting because we're we're this is sort of a, a road trippy kind of thing. Like it's you know they got their car, they're gonna go for a ride. You know but what? By the time they get on the road, eh, the tone changes quite a bit. The tone does change, but this is like a moment again trying to be normal. Yeah. In a very abnormal situation. So right. So yeah, so we get to we get a quick helicopter shot. Uh, I couldn't tell if that was actually the truck there or if it was just like, here's some highways and trees. But uh, they go through and then we cut to the interior of the truck. Now, I was thinking that this is probably poor man's process. And you're like, what's poor man's process? I, this is one of those terms that I think is so weird that has just stuck with me. The poor man's process is uh, basically you get your actors, you put them in a the car. You shoot that angle where you can't see anything in the background, like you basically can see sky, and then you right. have teamsters on either side, and they just shake the car. Sure. And so, like, basically you just shoot, and then it looks like the car is actually moving. Well, it turns out this wasn't poor man's process. Uh, this was process photography, because if you look carefully in the background, there actually is stuff going by. So that basically they took a big screen, and they put it behind the, the truck, and then they would, like, 
play the footage of stuff going on there. If you see, if you watch old time movies, you see this a lot. Sure, sure. Because uh, so basically they're just playing actual footage of going by, but this car isn't actually moving while they're having this conversation. Oh, okay. uh, and you can see because you can probably and you can tell because of the multiple angles they used to. <laughs> like they, they're not going to have a big mount going on there. And, and her eyes are unsafely not on the road. Yes, a lot as much as they should be, especially yeah. if they're driving at night. Which right, not. so like, and obviously sometimes they put them on the back of a, a truck or so, right. and then they, they drag it around, so they're not actually driving, driving. But this is, I think, they were standing still, like stock still. Uh, Bruce is back to brooding. Yes, he is. Like the window, like looking in the rain, thinking about his life, just you know, getting all deep. <laughs> where did um, it all? Where did it all go wrong? Yeah. <laughs> but then, I what I like about what's about to happen, this conversation is they both sort of become scientists again. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Betty, the questions she asks him are scientific questions. Like, she wants to know. Not like She's not like, how are you feeling? Why don't you talk to me? What's going on in your head? Like, she's very much like, she's like, when it happens, what do you experience? Like, from in, what is it like inside the head of the Hulk? Like, what is going, you know, what is the, the process that your brain goes through? in the process? So, um, so, Bruce uses a really interesting analogy, and he says... Remember those experiments we volunteered for at Harvard, the induced hallucinations? It's like, oh, okay, what, there's, what, what there's a that? couple things to unpack there. First of all, they went to Harvard together. Like, right. Oh, okay, I guess they were college sweeties. Um, they volunteered for experiments in induced hallucinations. And I yeah, went, that's... What the heck is I mean, that? science, but no. I mean, I read uh, Robert Rodriguez's book, and to get money for his first movie, he volunteered for a tons of medical experiments. He took what? so many test drugs to make money because you make a lot of good money because you have no idea what's going to happen to your body, and neither do they, and that's what you're there for. Uh, Wait, what? And it, and it, it worked, <laughs> yes. Oh, it's absolutely true. It's called uh, Rebel Without a Crew. It's a fantastic book for any uh, would-be oh, filmmakers no, about right. someone who like wanted to dedicate his life to film so badly he actually put his physical... Health on the line. Oh, he really uh, did. Okay. So I wanted to find out what this was about, and so I actually started looking it up. So this is actually a scientific phenomenon called the Gansfield effect. The Gansfield. I'm going to read straight where I got from one of the 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 psychological websites that I discovered. The Gansfield effect describes how when you're exposed to an unstructured uniform stimulation field. Now, what does that mean? That means seeing blackness and hearing constant television static. So basically, they drowned out everything in your head. It's like the opposite of sensory deprivation. So they basically, they, like a constant thing there. If they do it for so long, your brain responds by amplifying neural noise in an effort to find missing visual signals that can result in visual and oral hallucinations. So no drugs. They basically can do that. And they and said, and was like, you can even do this at home with it. Here's the simple things you need. I was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not doing any of that. <laughs> no, 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 no one should you do really that. But you really can. No. Like you can basically cause like your your... You can trick your brain into compensating to uh, for to go above the static or the the white noise or or whatever is is in front of you, and it will start trying to fill in the gaps, and you'll see and hear all kinds of weird, crazy stuff. You know, I mean, Kyle, I think you can go on the internet, and you can find many stories of certain people <laughs> who have tried the very different experiments to try and see what they could excise out of the uh, certain victims. I'm sorry, guest. It, it, it depends on how you look at it. <laughs> right. Yeah. So this was the cheap way to do it because like yeah, this is the cheap way. Right. <laughs> just what? just some static and some paper and a pair of sunglasses and you can have what? a real good time. Oh my god. Right. Hell. So I mean, they they probably volunteer for this and hopefully they got paid. Hopefully they got at least got beer money for no, it. No, they got a peanut butter and jelly sandwich. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> they it's did Harvard. it for the science. It's Harvard. They, did, they, on, they, probably... they didn't even get a sandwich. <laughs> 
They got they got an orange slice. <laughs> that was it. <laughs> good game. Unbe- good game. Uh, yeah, unbelievable. What the hell? When did the flying ponies go away? Oh my god. Walk it off, kid. Walk it off. Uh, Seriously. So, so then uh, Bruce, continuing the analogy, says it's like someone poured a liter of acid on, into my brain. First of all, nice job on liter. Because yeah, a leader. scientist would be using the metric system, so right? Yes, I guess exactly. Of acid, and so he doesn't mean acid in terms of acid versus base. He means LSD, lysergic acid diethamide. I think I've said that right, but this, you, you can tell I'm not a, a, a practitioner of that because I don't really know. So I was I decided to do a little homework on LSD, which is what he's oh. talking about. So here's what I found, Rob. Did you go beyond the Beatles? I went beyond the Beatles because <laughs> I found 50 different names for LSD. Oh, And wait. I thought we could go through them all. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. Go ahead. So the first six are battery acid. Okay, makes sense. Acid. Orange sunshine. Oh. California sunshine. Oh. Amber window pane, which uh, I think hmm. I went to school with an amber window pane. Oh, jeez. Uh, uh, D-E-L-Y-S-I-D. Delicid. Okay. And yellow sunshine. Well, now where's that? How's that different from California sunshine? I don't know. It's a different kind of because you know, it's yellow versus California. <laughs> okay, so these are okay, now we have the effect based LSD nicknames. We have Zen, Superman, Golden oh. Dragon. Here's the Beatles reference. Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds. Of course. Doses. That's okay. Coffee, because boy, that that wouldn't be confusing at all. Hey man, want some coffee? And pure love. Oh, what? <laughs> okay. Now the next next set. These are what's called the funny names. Can I tell you? I just They're love the fact there. that these are categorized. I know, right? <laughs> Thanks. They have them in, in different brackets. Uh, Looney Tunes. Mm-hmm. Bloomers. Uh, that one. I was waiting for that one. <laughs> Daffy Duck. Backbreaker, which is like, shouldn't that be a wrestler? Yeah. Uh, Lala, which is a play on the letter L of LSD. Sure it is. Lucy, because Lucy in the Sky with Diamonds takes so sure. long to say. Sure. Um, Louie, because Lucy got too obvious, I guess. Yeah. And Grape bar. Parfait. Love that oh. one. Kaleidoscope. Oh, this is it's, this may be my favorite. Mind Detergent. My, oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, and Sugar Lumps. Which, once again, <laughs> just seems like it would be confusing. Hey, man, want some Sugar Lumps in your... Yeah. Coffee? Uh, I, yeah, okay. Sounds great. Oh, Six hours later, where am I and why am is, I naked? Why am I walking on the ceiling? <laughs> okay, so now we have... Oh, this is good. This is These are the classy LSD names. Ready? Well, because you need those. Well, of course. Uh, yeah. Elvis. Mm-hmm. Uh, Acido, which apparently is Italian for acid. Okay. <laughs> okay. Alice, of course. That had oh, yeah. to be in there somewhere because we're all mad here. Crystal T, oh. Big D, because the last letter of LSD is D, Black Acid, like that one. Chief, Black Sunshine, there's sunshine again, again. Mellow Yellow. Nice. L, <laughs> who's got time to say three letters? You could just say L. Yin Yang and 25. Wait, what? Apparently. <laughs> what? Yeah, I know. So they actually explain that one. Uh, the effects of LSD can be felt with as little as 25 micrograms. Whoa. Yeah. Ooh. Oh, by the way, I'm, I'm pulling all these from a, a, a odd little website called findnicknames.com. That's amazing. 
And then, okay, so the last set is appearance-based LSD names because people are like, when are you going to get back to talking about the Hulk? I'm having fun. Let's oh, no, this going. is good. No, this is good. Okay, appearance-based LSD names. We got Purple Dot, Window Pane, Micro Dot, Pain, because Window Pane, Dots, <laughs> Dotter. Okay, now we're getting lazy. <laughs> I know, right? Drops. There's a big finish. Don't worry. Uh, Contact Lenses, once again. Okay. It's just confusing. Paper Acid, Blotter Acid, Pink blotters, gray shields, and okay. our big finale, Black Star. Oh, that's my favorite. Yeah, right? Oh, yeah. So those are 50 different names for LSD. <laughs> See, you learned something. You know, I got to tell you, I'm glad you brought this up because when I watched this minute, I thought, mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's like just like hydrochloric acid, right? Like I was just like, no, 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 you're right. Mm-hmm. He's talking about... He's talking about the yin-yang. He's talking about Crystal T. He's talking about Daffy Duck. He's talking about boomers. Like, okay, <laughs> boomers. <laughs> what? Wow. Okay, so, yeah, no, yeah. that's his reference. He's he's making yeah. the point of... Uh-huh. Yeah, because then, because even, even as he's explaining, she says, do you remember anything? And he says, just fragments, images, uh, which we've actually seen. Because right. remember the helicopter flashback when he was uh, taking a bath? Right. And he says, uh, it's too much noise. I can never derive anything out of it. So, like, he does get, like we talked about, like little glimpses, flashes, but he never really can make any sense out of it. Right, right, right. So this is this is still the debate that's going on even in the movie. She says, but then it's still you inside it. Oh. And, she, and he says definitively, he says, no, it's not. And she's like, ah, I don't know. In the cave, I... And that's where the minute ends. See, now that's why we did the LSD what thing. in the cave? Well, yeah, one, the cave, two... That's why we did our little LSD thing, because that's that's mm-hmm. it. That's the whole minute. That's it. Okay. That's the minute. Now, his, we've established in terms of the character, mm-hmm. he does not see, he does not want to humanize the Hulk in any way. He wants to, he wants to create that clear delineation between the two because he yeah. can't reconcile it. He can't even see how that's even possible. Right. Doesn't like what it's done. All of it. But it's interesting to get from her. Okay. You're going to love her. I'm going to go with this little, little tiny bit of uh, the apple not falling far from the tree. Oh, I like how the Ross family's always like, well, hey, I mean, maybe you, <laughs> it's just you, maybe I you mean, could you know. control it. You know what I'm saying? You know. Like, hey, you know, would it be so bad? No, I did. <laughs> I, I found her reaction a little surprising. I was like, huh, okay, okay. Well, I, well, because she called him Bruce when he was the Hulk. Oh no, she has had. She said, okay, so the experience in the know, cave. So she's right. had like that that interaction with him, and right. so she's. She thinks that it's a part of Bruce, like that this is still Bruce, even always being green and stuff, too. But, like, eh, he doesn't seem to think so. I don't know. I'm still thinking that, uh, ha, ha, ha. So, yeah, so that was the the end of the minute. So, to find out what the end of that sentence was, you're going to need to tune into Minute 72. In the meantime, uh, if you want to find out what else we're doing, uh, we are on all of the internet things. We are on Instagram. We are on Facebook. We are on Twitter. We're doing everything we can to help spread the good word about all the awesome cinematic content that's out there, including this film. So, like, subscribe, do all the things you know you want to. Hope you had a smashing good time. Until next time, true believers, bye.